changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And today I want to talk about that miraculous thing that sometimes happens, which is a continuing connection with someone who has passed on. We see these stories all the time and they always amaze me. Sometimes you can come up with a scientific explanation for why they happen and then sometimes you can't. So today's stories are from our new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Miracles and Divine Intervention. In the first one, which is by Kat Heckenbach, we learn that Kat's son, Nick, after struggling with anxiety and depression his whole life, died at age 18. Over the following months, Kat slowly went through Nick's belongings, keeping some things and donating others. She wasn't sure what to do with his bins of Legos, though, because they needed to go to someone who would appreciate how special they were because they'd belonged to Nick. So six months after his death, Kat was standing in Nick's room, staring at his remaining possessions, when a name popped into her head, Connor. Connor was part of their homeschooling group. He was on the autism spectrum and had other special needs. And Kat thought he might really enjoy Nick's Legos. Connor's mom, Molly, said yes to Kat's inquiry. In fact, Molly emailed back that Connor told his dad he was the luckiest boy in the world because Kat's family was giving him Nick's Legos and that must have been very hard for them. This really sweet boy asked to see a photo of Nick so that he could say thank you to him as well. Six months later, right before the first anniversary of Nick's death, Kat and Molly met for coffee. Molly brought a gift to Kat, some things Connor had built with Legos, and Molly said, these are from Connor. This is going to sound strange, but he insisted Nick wanted him to build them for you. Well, there were two Lego creations in the box made from new Legos, not from Nick's. And I'll let Kat tell you what they were. She says, the set meant for me was a boy dressed in a dragon costume for Chinese New Year. Nick's Chinese zodiac sign was the dragon. The set meant for my daughter, Anna, was a white bear holding a red heart. When Anna was turning one, Nick had picked out a stuffed white bear and inside was tucked a little red heart. He named the bear birthday bear for her and it has been one of her most valued possessions ever since. Well, Molly and Connor didn't know about Nick's connection to the dragon image or the significance of him saying, that Nick had told him to give Anna the white bear with a red heart, just like the one he had given her as a baby. But then things got even stranger. When Kat got home, Molly sent her a message with a picture of a third set Connor had wanted to build for Kat's husband after making the other two. She could not understand his reasoning for the third set, which was a clown holding balloons and a sign that said, happy birthday. So Kat says in the story, realization came crashing in. All three sets pointed right to Nick's upcoming birthday. I told Molly everything. Molly and Connor had no idea Nick's birthday was coming up. Yet Connor had picked those three Lego creations with each of them related to something he couldn't have known about. And he insisted they were sets that Nick told him to build. Over the next few months, Molly continued to send Kat emails with photos of Connor's Lego creations. 
He always said that Nick helped him make them, and it was surreal how they all related to Nick's life. One of them, for example, was a vacuum. So Nick had been obsessed with germs and had three different kinds of vacuum cleaners in his room, very unusual for a teenager. And why would Connor, a 10-year-old boy, think to make a vacuum from Legos? Connor said, because Nick told him to. The coincidences continued with Connor making creation after creation from his Lego, all things that had special meaning to Kat's family. As far as she's concerned, Nick was still playing with his Legos through a boy named Connor, and she derived some comfort from that. In our next story, Gail Sellers tells us that she was never much of a believer in messages from beyond, not until the summer of 1986. A few years earlier, she and her husband had visited her father-in-law in England. His wife had recently passed away, and he seemed anxious to talk about his own mortality. And he said to them, you know, when I pass, within a couple of days after my death or sooner, you will be visited by a little bird. He will come into your home and you will wonder how it could possibly happen. And then he saw Gail and his son looking at each other like, yeah, right. And he added, I know that you both think that I am daft, but this visit will come to pass. Until it happened to my good friend, I did not believe it either. I told him that he was crazy. I thought he had had one too many at the pub but I swear it is true that it really happened. And during their visit, he kept bringing up the subject. And when they left, his parting words were, don't forget the wee bird. It is a sign and it will happen to you. So then Gail goes on with her story saying, one morning, a few years later, my husband was greeted by the chirping of a tiny bird in our kitchen. Strutting around the floor was this little creature It seemed somewhat bewildered as to where it was, but it did not appear scared. We had no idea how this small bird had managed to enter our home. This little fellow should have been very intimidated coming into our house as we lived with four cats. It was extremely fortunate for our visitor that none of the cats appeared. How did it ever manage to get inside, I marveled. All the windows and doors were closed, yet there it was. Gail and her husband tried to coax the bird outside, but it wouldn't leave. Eventually, her husband scooped it up gently and carried it outside, and the bird flew off at that point. And then the phone rang. It was Gail's sister-in-law calling from England, delivering the news that their father had died early that morning. They were in shock because he hadn't been ill. Gail says, From that moment on, I became convinced that dad had visited us on that warm summer day. He was letting us know that he was okay and we were loved. I will always be grateful for our feathered messenger and the wonderful lesson he taught me. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Make sure you subscribe on Apple or Google or wherever you like to get podcasts. That way, each new episode will be automatically downloaded into your phone. If you want to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, Miracles and Divine Intervention, go to our website, chickensoup.com, click on the podcast button, and you'll see our featured books. You can find the book at Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, your local independent bookstore, Walmart, Amazon, and wherever else books are sold. 
And come back for our next episode to hear two stories that will remind you that friends are supposed to add value to your life, not be burdens. I'm going to share a couple of stories that will show you that life is like a garden and you have permission to weed that garden and remove toxic people from your life. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.